When Rivian made its NASDAQ debut in November, it ignited a frenzy. It's not often that you see a $100 billion company born right before your eyes. But that's exactly what happened today with the infant that is Rivian. And this company that many people haven't heard of, which has only made a few hundred trucks, is now worth more than Ford or General Motors. This is a very prudent company. They've taken their time. And by all accounts, what I'm hearing is they're ready. And when the closing bell rang on that first day of trading, the electric car maker was not only $12 billion richer, but it had set a record for the largest initial public offering in the United States this year and became the largest IPO for any American company since Facebook went public in 2012. Rivian's blockbuster debut also marked another milestone for the stock market. Its IPO pushed the total exit value of US public listings above the trillion dollar level for the first time ever. 2021 has no doubt been the year of the IPO. Roughly 1,000 initial public offerings are expected to hit the market by the end of the year, and there are no signs of slowing. For investors, IPO stocks can potentially provide great opportunities to snag shares in some of the market's best companies in their early stages of growth. But their volatile nature often translates to a feast or famine scenario, so placing profitable bets requires laser-like precision. And while the flurry of IPO activity signals strength in the public markets, some analysts fear the cup may runneth over, and that sky-high valuations could be a sign of frothiness in the market. So is the surge of IPOs a bubble waiting to burst? And what fireworks can investors expect as more big names go public in the new year? I'm Alexis Garcia, and today we'll explore the IPO boom and more on this episode of Growth Stories. Rivian is just one of a number of high-profile, multi-billion dollar offerings that have generated buzz among investors this year. In March, the video game platform Roblox hit a valuation of roughly $40 billion after going public. And then in April, Coinbase made a splash with its direct listing. The cryptocurrency exchange platform quickly hit a valuation of $85 billion. In fact, more than a dozen companies like Toast and Appleven were valued at more than $10 billion in their public offerings this year, according to research from the financial data firm PitchBook. The number of today's supersized IPO and SPAC deals dwarfs the debuts of some of the market's biggest winners. Tech giant Amazon was valued at only $333 million in its 1997 IPO, and Elon Musk's Tesla netted $1.3 billion when it made its Nasdaq premiere in 2010. What we're seeing in the IPO market right now is unlike anything we have ever seen before. That's Investor's Business Daily reporter Brian Deegan, who's been closely following the booming IPO market. Year to date, there have been about 907 companies that have gone public through IPO or SPAC deals. That's more than double what we saw in 2020. The previous record for IPOs in a single year was set all the way back in 2000 amid the dot-com bubble. And there was a lot of technology companies in the late 90s that were just exploding onto the market. So you had this surge in IPOs dating back to 2000. And what we're seeing today actually makes that pale in comparison. Brian says the COVID lockdowns have been a major contributor to the record-setting surge of IPO activity this year. And that occurred right at a time when 
it was anticipated a lot of IPOs were going to be coming to market. And then all of a sudden, boom, the door gets closed. So by the time the door opened again, there was this big backlog. And the traditional IPO market was having a very difficult time keeping up with it. Another factor fanning the IPO swell is the tsunami of SPACs, which is a fancy acronym for special purpose acquisition companies. So a quick side note for those that don't know much about SPACs, they're basically shell companies that are created to raise money through an initial public offering with the whole idea that the SPAC will acquire or merge with an existing company. It then begins trading under a new ticker representing the freshly minted public firm. There's usually a two-year time limit to complete all of this, otherwise investors get their money back. The SPAC craze blasted off in 2019 with the highly successful offerings of spaceflight company Virgin Galactic and the sports betting platform DraftKings. People saw that happen, they were successful, the stocks did well, and other people said, hey, well, why don't we jump on board that? And so SPAC was a pressure relief valve for all these backed up IPOs. And there was quite a backlog. In a typical year before the pandemic, about 15 SPACs went public per quarter. But things have been anything but normal since COVID hit. This year alone, roughly 115 SPACs have come onto the market per quarter. And though that activity has slowed down a bit of late, hundreds more are expected before the end of 2021. This year, there's expected to be 600 SPACs. In a normal year, you might see 40, to give you an idea of the explosion in size. The thing is, they haven't all performed well. That is to say, they're going to be getting some scrutiny from the SEC that could cause a pullback in some of these facts. But the other thing that's happening right now, it's because it's end of year and often you'll see a flurry of IPO activity at the end of the year because these companies want to get out. They want to get public before the year is over. So presently we're seeing on average over the last several weeks, about 20 companies going public in a week, which is a lot. I mean, 10 would be a lot, but many of them are SPACs, many of them are traditional, traditional IPOs but they're, they're all running for the door to try to get their deals done. What are the IPOs on deck that investors are excited about? One that's been out there, a private company, that's, it's a mobile payment company called Stripe, which would be a competitor to say PayPal. That one is a highly anticipated IPO. There's another one, a San Francisco company called Instacart. They are a, uh, one of the largest grocery delivery companies in the U.S., and then there is an Indian online retailer, I guess you could call them the Amazon of India, and it's called Flipkart. And then another one is Impossible Foods. They're the maker of the plant-based burgers. So those are the ones that people are watching. Coming up, we'll discuss if the IPO boom will continue in the new year. Stay tuned. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to IBD Live. We're here to help you make more money in the stock market. On IBD Live, we give you actionable trade ideas every day. We follow the entire trade, buying, holding, and selling. We've built an amazing community of investors. They're excited to join us every morning, and we're excited to talk with them and take on the market. Sign up at investors.com slash IBD Live. So we've heard just how big the IPO boom has been this year. Driven by the COVID backlog and a record level of SPAC activity, 
Nearly a thousand companies have come to market in 2021, raising a total of $266 billion in proceeds. This record-setting pace has many investors wondering if the IPO wave can continue to roll in the new year. Brian says one bullish sign that could keep the IPO market humming is the high level of venture capital. Numbers from the National Venture Capital Association show there's a record amount of money being invested in U.S. venture capital funds. Now, this is important because the strength of venture capital funds is usually a pretty good indicator that there will be a steady supply of new companies eventually going public in the years to come. The good news is there is a whole lot of money sitting on the sidelines waiting to be invested. So according to the National Venture Capital Association, they say there's about $220 billion available to venture capital funds to be invested. That's at a record high, but that's not it alone. There's another group. These are the private equity firms, hedge funds, and various other non-traditional investment firms. Globally, they have as much as $350 billion. So you're like talking like a, I don't know, a half trillion dollars that's out there uh, potentially available. What does this IPO boom actually mean in terms of the health of the overall market? It's just, you know, simply reaffirming the strength of the market. I mean, the wonderful thing about IPOs is, you know, all that money I mentioned to you about the hundreds of billions of dollars sitting on the sideline and that gets invested. So that money ultimately gets into the economy. These companies start hiring people. So there's there's money flowing into the economy. You know, presumably that will continue to help the economy stabilize. While the busy IPO market is a sign of market strength, some analysts fear that the sky-high amounts being raised show a disconnect between valuations and fundamentals. Rivian has fallen back down to earth after the stock hit a high of 179.42 just a few days after debuting at 78 bucks a share. And data from DealLogic shows that about half of IPOs that have raised a billion dollars or more this year are trading below their listing price. Should investors be worried about an IPO bubble? In the case of the dot-com era, which was the warning signal at that time, is companies were coming to market with no revenue and no profit and were exploding on their first day of trading. The only thing to their name was the word internet. People I've spoken to don't seem to believe it's a bubble forming. They believe that the quality of the companies that are coming out today are much higher than they were in 2000. But you know, bubbles do happen, bubbles do pop, and often unexpectedly. Another factor that could spoil the IPO party is a weakened economy. Businesses are grappling with supply chain disruptions, worker shortages, and inflation is running at a 30-year high. All of these things could change investor behavior and affect the growth of potential market leaders. We might see a slowdown because a lot of companies that were rushing out the door, they might have gotten through the crunch, so to speak. But here's the big question about what, what could cause this party to end. The IPO market follows the stock market. When the stock market is good, the IPO market is good, and the reverse is true. So we've been in this raging bull market for several years. And if we get to the point where, for whatever reason, it stalls and, and we have some kind of crunch, you'll see the IPO market window shut very quickly. A very special thanks to our reporter, Brian Deegan. I'm your host, Alexis Garcia, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, 
and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Be sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making any investment decisions.